thinking that one particular thing is important. And then the system is not really open and not really asking questions. It's just attached and committed to a certain outcome. And around that, there's nothing but pain. And around that, there's nothing but excess potential. And around that is nothing but everything in the universe or these pendulums or whatever you want to call them that are going to come along and work against you. Welcome to the Personal Development Without the Fluff podcast brought to you by Satori Prime. Look, if you believe that there's got to be more to life or you find yourself zagging when others are zigging, this podcast is most likely for you. We're not here to fix you because in our opinion, you're already perfect. We are here to help you remember who you truly are. That light inside of you that you thought you lost forever. I think you know the one I'm talking about, right? that one. We're brash and blunt and give it to you straight. You'll most likely love us and hate us at the same time. And for us, that's perfect. Because what we are here to do is open your heart and expand your mind so you can live your ultimate life. And if you're wanting more support at any time or just want to interact with Guy and I, find our personal development without the fluff group on Facebook and come hang out with us and other like-minded, amazing human beings. So if you're done with fantasizing about your life and you're ready to go start living it, welcome to our show. Now let's get started. Today's review comes to us from Gabrielle at 11 and Gabrielle writes, remarkably good. These guys are rocking it in the personal development field. Absolutely no fluff, just straight up awareness, mind bending reality checks and their amazing gift for sharing the light on the hidden programs that are running our lives. Finding Guy and Elon's offering has changed my life. Thank you for the truth bombs, guys. Keep them coming. Oh, you bet we will, Gabrielle 11. So if you're hearing this, please reach out and we will send you a special gift. If you're getting value from the podcast, please head over to iTunes and leave us an awesome review or an honest review. And we are always looking to improve. So thank you all for listening. And here we go. Welcome, everybody. Um, If you're watching live with us right now, then uh, let us know that you're here. Just say hi. And uh, yeah, we're going to jump into uh, something that Guy and I have been uh, reading and educating ourselves on that is um, quite unique, I would say. Yeah. So good to have you with us. If you have any questions or comments while we go through this, by all means, ask. you know, like one of the most important things that I find in general is to hold a state of inquiry. Uh, something that I think uh, I used to do and I see a lot of people doing, certainly our clients and students, and it's kind of like a work in progress to get people out of this mode, is uh, the need to find the answer. Okay. For me, it's like there is an answer, but that answer changes between circumstances and between days and weeks and months and certainly over years, uh, answers vary all the time. So rather than trying to find an answer, um, I do my best to hold a state of inquiry and unattached to the need to find the answer. What I generally find is that as I hold states of inquiry is usually where I can receive new wisdom. Uh, I think energetically what this looks like is uh, just opening yourself up to possibility and um to kind of like put this on the field a little bit for people so it's not so esoteric i'm sure everybody has uh like driven down the road or through a highway or motorway whatever you call it and uh, you've seen like a car you like you go to bed that night you wake up the next morning that car is everywhere ironically yesterday i saw this like vw not like a bus like it was like probably the next one when they tried to like recreate like camper vans okay late 70s and 80s and I'm driving and I'm like, oh, you don't see those very often. And I shit you not within 30 seconds. I saw another I one. Saw, I saw another one of those. And then I saw the same one that Toyota must have made at that time to like battle against that automobile. And oh. like, exactly the same car, except instead of Volkswagen, it's a Toyota in the front. And I'm like, I never noticed these cars. And within like 30 seconds, I saw three. That's wild. So, yeah. So that, that that's kind of what I'm talking about is like when we inquire, we're like, oh, that's interesting. There is this, there seems to be a force in the universe that allows for experiences to come in to, uh, I don't like to say to answer that. I like to now use the word inform that. So it's like, I'm in one reality. Suddenly I'm like, I open to a new reality. And because I think that, oh, that was interesting. 
It's like the information that's related to that yeah. inquiry informs you. Now, yeah. I also think that while that ha happens, you have a, a new energetic experiences and that will uh, either overwrite or replace or reorganize something in the system. And then it just kind of allows for wisdom to, you know, pour into your system, so to speak, and, and give you new information. This will give you new wisdom and make you think that you found an answer until you re-inquire again, and then you'll have a new answer. So uh, I'm just setting the stage for kind of what I want to talk about here. Certainly, if you've been around personal development or spirituality in any sense and form, uh, you've probably heard about becoming unattached, right? Like becoming unattached, surrendering to things and things of this nature. And, and, and in a way, this conversation is like that. However, and yet, nothing, and yet nothing like that. <laughs> and yet kind of like nothing like that, because in a way it's like, it, it's taking a really different slice at it and having you start working with the um, energy that seems very abundant in our universe that I don't think any of us can really fight against. In fact, like I don't think we can fight against any energy in our universe. So we might as well try to understand what the laws are and laws are, are not immutable, by the way, they, they change depending again on certain things, but there are certain laws that seem to apply in, in lots of ways. Um, again, like gravity, right? Like we kind of understand it, but not really. And it will change based on that stuff. So um, like there's this law in the universe that seems to adhere itself to neutrality. Okay. Or to like a balancing force in the universe, if you want to think of, of it that way. Uh, if, you, if anybody knows what like a fulcrum is, it's kind of like this is the law of the fulcrum, so to speak. A fulcrum is like the, uh, the triangle and the seesaw, right? It's like the thing that, that creates the balancing force. So there seems to be an energy in the universe that wants to neutralize all other energy. And anytime there's a excess energy or, or what we've learned uh, to call excess potential, there's this energy that comes to like squash the energy. So what do I mean by that? I mean, well, if you look at like the ecosystem of the planet, there is this very like delicate, what seems to be delicate, maybe it's not delicate at all, balance to everything. It's like every predator you know, has prey. And it, anytime you look at nature, it's like this one thing was created here. And then there's like this other thing that takes advantage of it. But there's this other thing that balances that out. And we know this because if you bring like a certain animal into an ecosystem that's not used to it, that animal can run rampant and can really destroy the balance of that. And then again, like something else will come along and like kind of uh, put that into order. So today with like climate change, depending on where you stand on that issue, um, there seems to be right, like a response to what we've done to the planet. And that could be called like a balancing force that's coming to kind of try to clean things up or put things back into any, any kind of order here. So that seems to happen like everywhere, all in the universe, there's all these like neutralizing forces. So how does this placate into our daily lives when we're dealing with things? Well, you may find that the things that you are really desiring in your life, it's kind of either a desire or an avoidance, right? That's kind of where we operate. I either desperately don't want that, or I really, really want that. And even if you don't want something, what that, uh, the thing that you're avoiding, you're actually investing quite a bit of your energy into the frequency of that thing trying to avoid it. So if you ever like yeah. try to avoid a person or you've ever tried to avoid being um, like in a not great financial situation, like poor or something, like how is that working out? Doesn't that person like show up in your space all the fucking time and you're like, there they are again. And you kind of complain about them and even giving them even more energy, give that field even more energy or, you know, like trying to get out of um, being poor. doesn't really work. Like it just kind of loops you in that. Now the other side would tell you, well, okay, let me just ignore that person or try to make a lot of money. And then what you're doing is you're actually outputting Again, all this energy creating this uh, excess potential, so to speak, making it very, very important in your life. And again, if you've noticed this phenomenon, you may have noticed that when you do it and you do that, it seems like what it is that you desire is always right outside of um, arm's reach. So you can't quite get it. And then all these kind of like negative events happen to you along the way that always backtrack you. And make you feel like, oh, okay, and I got to do that again. And you, then you do that cycle again and you get really close and then like, boom, like something happens. And honestly, it scares you. And this is the kind of energy that we're talking about is this like neutralizing force that doesn't necessarily want to do you harm. But when you are putting importance on something and creating this potentiality, this excess of potentiality, you're as if you're disrupting the energy force. So it's like the energy is trying to run straight. It's like you're creating like a, a wave or a bubble. And then the energy that tries to 
put that thing back into alignment has to come to do that. So it's not working against you necessarily in terms of it has an opinion about what you're doing. It more just wants to relieve or remove the excess energy that you've put into the field and it's trying to bring it back into alignment. So Elon and I have really been playing with decreasing importance, right? You could say getting unattached to something, but I, I like this idea of importance because like, to me, um, it's like we all value different things and it's easy to be like, okay, well, how important is this thing to me right now? How important is my health right now? That's at a nine. Okay, cool. Well, you must be putting a lot of energy in that, which means that potentiality will come and, and kind of take you out of that game. So something I've really been working on is kind of like getting clear on where in my life am I putting a high level of importance on something, understanding that I am investing this energy, this let's call it a disruptive energy, and that what I can expect is the alternate circumstances to arise in order to neutralize this excess potential that I'm putting out in the universe. And I've just been kind of playing with that. And I wanted you to chime in and kind of tell me your experience with it too. Yeah. The, I mean, the, the piece that I want to add just real quick is when you were talking about like energy. So most of the time people know what they don't want, but they have very little indication about what they do want. And so when we're constantly manifesting, right, like you sitting right here in your car or watching this right now on Facebook, wherever it is, you're manifesting moment by moment by moment. And what elicits that manifestation are a few things. One, there's like the emotional state that you're in. And this is what Guy and I have been doing a lot of work internally and also with our clients. It's like, how do you create uh, stability and alignment and well-being and peace and love and joy and all of these things internally, regardless of what is happening out there? Because mm -hmm. if every second of every day you're manifesting and you're manifesting from a state of worry, concern, lack, frustration, anger, then guess what? You're manifesting more and more of that. So that's one piece to understand. And the other thing that's really interesting is like, it doesn't matter, you know, so, so what guys kind of talking about this, like potential energy, if you can imagine um, something like a pendulum, I'm just going to use this because it's kind of the only thing I can do, hang it with, right? Like if this thing's hanging there, it doesn't care if the energy that you provide it is from this side or from this side, it is just looking for, to move or this side or that side, right? Like it doesn't matter. It is just looking for potential energy. So for example, politics is just a great, great example of this. Like if it doesn't matter whether you love or hate Trump, you thinking about Trump provides energy for Trump. That's it. So, you know, you sitting there with your friends and bitching about polit politics and presidents and blah, 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 thinking like that that's somehow getting you out of the system is actually entrenching you more and more and more into that system. And um, what we're starting to play with is this field that if you could imagine that in this field, everything that ever was and everything that ever is is accessible and available. And instead of looking for these linear paths into a better job, a better relationship, better financial situations, et cetera, instead of like looking at it as this work that you have to do, it's more of an understanding that there is simply another realm, if you will, let's just call it that for a second, like an alternate universe type thing that you can choose to jump into and all the things that you're wanting, the relationship, the body, the finances, da, 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 are all available to you already in that altered alternate state or alternate reality. And that's kind of what we started to like investigate and get curious about. Um, and yeah, so that's what I want to add. What if, so what have you noticed? Like, is there an area of life that you're putting this on right now? Um, I, I mean, this is like my second go around with this concept. Like I did it before. Every time is just like a little bit of a different cut. I've started to look to notice because I've, I've heard from many people that this is kind of what happens to us, whether we are conscious of it or not. Um, I've been trying to witness like when we have these shifts where it's kind of like the room that you're in is the same, but it's not the same. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've definitely had off the top of my head two like pretty ecstatic moments where I felt like the work that whatever happened, like jumped me into some alternate universe where everything is like the same, but not the same. Yeah. Um, Describe yeah. that for people so it's not so esoteric. What what does that mean to you? It's the same but not the same. So I, I it's really difficult to describe. I mean, like I remember I did this very very powerful um, meditation, and inside of it, like as I was doing this meditation, uh, I could just feel like the circuits being rewired. So like the the whole thing was about being supported. I was doing this whole little uh, exercise about being supported. And as I started to feel more and more supported, uh, I could see these different segments of memories of like interactions with mom, interactions with you. And it was just going through and like rewriting the script, like it would replay the, the vision, but alter it. And when I came out of this, you know, whatever, uh, practice I was doing, like when I came out, I remember looking around my room and it was like seeing my room for the first time. I was in my bedroom Mm. at the time. Uh, and I could see like the outside of my house and I could see my room. And I was just like, this is like seeing for the first time. And the the guy that I was with at the time was like, well, it is you seeing it for the first time because the part that basically got released and came online is actually witnessing this reality for the first time. So um, I've had moments like that. I can't say that um, it's something that I've been able to consciously and on a moment by moment basis, like choose into these different states. Yeah. Uh, but it's definitely opened me up to pay more attention. I'll, I'll go out a little bit different without going into too much detail. Like everybody else, right. We're going through these like cyclical energies of things you find in your life. Right. So again, like, um, moving towards something, avoiding something else, even if it's uh, subconscious, you're still providing that energy. Now you might want to be like, oh, damn you subconscious. But like the subconscious is, is really literal, right? Where like the conscious, the conscious mind can be quite, rather abstract. The subconscious is super literal. So uh, like states of panic and fear can be based on certain things that your subconscious state is taking literal and is saying that's a threat. So um about a year ago, just some stuff that was arising in our business was creating a lot of threat for Elon and myself, like uh, fear. And recently, kind of like nothing's even happened, to be honest. <laughs> like, yeah. that's the crazy part. Like, nothing's actually happened this year, but we had a conversation that to my system reminded me of what happened a year ago and created panic and fear in my system. It was like as simple as that. Like, and I mean this logistically, like nothing has actually happened to create that amount of fear, but the conversation put fear into my future. Like something could happen that would create that level of stress again. And then it's like, what do we do? We start worrying about it, right? Like it's gonna, (laughs) like the worry is gonna offset it somehow. Now, this was not something I was consciously choosing for myself, but I was having uh, a very real response. Now, ironically, I was like, you know, uh, getting into some of this text and it was like, like it always is like spot on for what you need to read when you need to read it. Yeah. And I, you know, I, so I'm sitting there with like all this fear and like, you know, I've gotten pretty good at feeling through my system. So I was, but like, as I was reading the book and it kind of explains some of these energy systems, I'm like, Oh cool. Like this pendulum, right. Started um, basically getting my energy again. I'm like moving it. And, and like, as it's spinning, like there's more fear, more worry being created in my life. So I sat there and I'm like, okay, like how much importance am I putting on this thing? Because the day before there was zero importance on this thing. No response whatsoever. Things are going great. I was like taking actions based on this completely different energy system. And then like, whack, you know, this thing happens. And it's like this whole thing stopped. The flow stops. And suddenly it's just like panic, fear, anger, like just all this worries coming up. And I'm sitting there. I was like, and, and it was profound because it was such a schism and like, in the direction I felt like I was moving into suddenly like, you know, just like this, yeah. this, this thing happening. And I saw so meditating there. And, and like, so what I permissioned for was the first, a few things. Number one, I was like, is this really important? And, and here's the thing. It's not. So like the moment I realized that it's really not that important or noticing that by making it important with all these times in my life where I've seen how making it important doesn't lead me to where I want to go. In fact, it does quite the opposite. It creates more resistance to getting there. I'm like, cool. So like, do I want to hold on to this? No, I don't. Right. The second thing was starting to permission what was happening in my system. 
Because again, like if, if there's a level of importance to something, right, that I'm holding onto and adhering, then there's certain experiences that as they come into in my experience, I say, I don't have time for this. I'm, I'm squarely focused on what's important right now. So this experience of fear, like we don't have time for this shit, which was kind of how it used to be in my system. Like Elon and I, um, in like psychological terms, we run what's called in some circles, like an aggressive pattern. And one of the things the aggressive pattern can do is override sensations in the body. So if you're having like an emotion, like fear or even joy or whatever it is, you can be like, no, we don't have time for that right now. And just completely override the system and like keep doing your thing. These are great action takers, but they're not, it's not a great thing for getting yourself in attunement and alignment and feeling. And I was like, okay, cool. Like I know that I don't, I'm not going to get safety back in my system until I feel through all this panic and fear that's now I can literally feel it trapped in my system and, and needs to get expressed out. So it was kind of this interesting modulation of like, okay, let's lower the importance. Then my system got to open back up again and be like, okay, then it's okay to feel this felt all this panic move through the, my system and happen on the first and second night. That was like really profound, mostly on the first night, some on the second night. And it was just moving, 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 moving through. And then, you know, it was like about three days later, and I was feeling way more balanced than I would have where like the previous year, that same fear, I, I kind of lived in that cycle for, I mean, honestly, certainly a month. I remember about six weeks of like, kind of like, okay, when is this going to kind of end? Um, and it wasn't. And it was just a, and part of it, that, that time was important. I'm like, I haven't felt this kind of level of fear in quite some time. And I knew mm -hmm. I just needed to be in it to kind of like get it all safe again. So to have that cycle come back up again, again, from an illusion, right, to dealing in the experience to instead of having to spend six weeks, eight weeks and that kind of experience to being in there in like 48 hours, uh, that's been the most present and alive and real for me. Um, anything you want to share about that? No, I just have a question about that. So, yeah, sure. you know, you were talking about a practice and like this and that. So I know we talk a lot about um, that everything is happening for you, not to you. So I'd love to obviously you came from that mind set and we're like, okay, this is an opportunity. Um, or you, what kind of like practices did you take on to, to work through this stuff? For those of you guys who haven't done our meditation, that's my daily practice basically, right? Like I, 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 I'm less about meditation. That's like, Oh, let me quiet the mind and let me be myself peaceful. That's really nice. And is always like kind of a side effect of doing the type of meditations that we do. But for me, it's like, I, I it's like, the meditation has almost just become awareness work. It's like, what yep. can I be aware of in my body? So if, and if, for those of you guys who have not done the meditation yet, it's free. Uh, you can go to satoriprime.com forward slash meditate and go download it uh, at your leisure and do it. And we, we recommend trying it for at least 70 days, uh, seven days, do it for 35 years. <laughs> uh, you do it for 35 do, years. You're going to be in real good shape. <laughs> yeah. Do, do it for seven days. See how you feel. It takes about half an hour every day. It's a guided meditation and, and see how you do. And I kind of like walk you through like scientifically why this heals and reprograms you. Um, so that, that for me is everything is like today I, I have uh, much more willingness to feel, feel through before I was scrounging to change our circumstances. I'm like, okay, how do I uh, make a plan? Uh, we need to come up with a product, sell something to a bunch of people, you know, like let, let's do that. And it wasn't so much of like, that wouldn't have been even an alignment to do that program. Cause it's like, that's all coming from scarcity and fear. So the energy that's building is scarcity and fear, trying to change the circumstances to create safety again um, around myself. And I'm like, this just doesn't work. Like I've done that so many times in my life in every situation. So now I'm like, look, you can convince yourself to your blue in the face that everything's okay. Yeah. But when the system is in panic, the system is, is in panic. And there's nothing you can say mentally to yourself to make the body go, uh, okay, I'll trust you on this one. Like you let me down before, but like this time yeah. we're all good. So uh, I'll take your word for it, you know? And, and, and part of that is like, is that disappointment? Because we've created a dissonance between our, our body and our mind where our mind thinks that it, convince our, it can convince our body of anything. There's that famous, you know, line like mind over matter. And there might be parts of that are that are true, but it's almost like if the mind is not in surrender, the mind's not getting over anything. It, it should be like mind through matter or something like that. Like to me, I don't think you could do mind over matter. Like I've, I've sat in incredibly cold water for an unreasonable amount of time. And I can tell you what does that has nothing to do with putting your mind over matter. 
It's actually surrendering to the experience and being part of it that allows you to sit in the water, not not taking the mind and going, hey, it's hot. It's it's really hot right now. It's so hot. And then you're, you're freezing cold while that's happening. Again, like excess potential, right? It's like the neutral forces are right there. It's really obvious when you do stuff like like a cold a cold plunge. So uh, that to me has been really alive and real. And, you know, again, like uh, I say this a lot recently, but like being a new parent, sleep is at a premium. Um, like all these things that were kind of affecting me more seem to be affecting me less. Like I'm not really upset about my lack, like lack of sleep, even with the stuff around the business, like within a day of just kind of moving through that stuff, like all these new things started happening around our business um, from even people connecting with us to different systems that suddenly I could see using. And suddenly there was like this fluidness of where the energy was moving and it was happening very rapidly. Oh, just like with those vans, like, Oh, there's an opportunity. And then it's like, boom, three vans right away. Um, same exact thing, just that. So I, again, I started this whole conversation with how do you stay in a state of inquiry so that you're getting reinformed very quickly and, and receiving a lot of wisdom. Part of what's always going to make that stream really small is by thinking that one particular thing is important and then the system is not really open and not really asking questions. It's just attached and committed to a certain outcome. And around that, there's nothing but pain. And around that, there's nothing but excess potential. And around that is nothing but everything in the universe or these pendulums or whatever you want to call them that are going to come along and work against you. Hello, my favorite listener. That's you. I wanted to share with you some of the amazing results and breakthroughs your fellow Satorians are experiencing as we speak from being in the collective with us. So if you haven't heard about the collective or what you're missing out, check this out. So Amanda writes, a couple of years ago, I was destitute, living back with my parents at 36. I'd lost my job, was overcome with chronic illness and a strong victim mindset, and I was totally stuck. Through the influence of your training, I'm enjoying a much more fulfilling life. I've moved back home, gotten a great job, taken control of my health, and even bought the car I've always wanted. I'm ready to go even further into my awakening and manifest the life I truly deserve. I couldn't be happier to be part of this tribe of amazing human beings. Robin said to us, thank you. Since March, I've started meditating every day. I've lost 27 pounds. I've resigned from a job that I hated but stuck with because of the money and I've already received three new job offers and even taken one of them that is paying more and I'm much happier. Plus, my relationship with my husband is flourishing too. Thank you. And Paul writes, after talking to my daughter, I now know that I feel relieved and much lighter because of it. Thank you again for everything. You guys have changed my life. I feel like I've come farther in the last few weeks than I have in the last few years. I'm so grateful for your help and support. I love you guys. Look, I know this podcast adds tremendous value to your life. My suggestion is head to satoriprime.com forward slash collective right now and jump headfirst into the collective. After all, it's only a $9 a month investment and you'll get access to Guy and I in a whole new way you'll learn some of the most cutting edge technology that we share with our best clients, but we can't really share here on the podcast. Imagine you and us interacting with each other live every two weeks for just $9. It's incredible, as you've seen before. So if you're wanting breakthrough results in your life quickly, head to satoriprime.com forward slash collective and begin to deepen your journey as a Satorian today. Yeah. Uh, you, as you're talking, you just reminded me like mindset creates bypass. So I think for us specifically, and I know a lot of the you know one-on-one clients that we work with, people who have done a bunch of this work, their minds are really, really good. And I had a conversation with someone just the other day where, you know, they're telling me all this stuff. Like I believe in myself and I'm like, okay, so why haven't you done this? Right. Well, you know, <laughs> this, this, this. And like, I know it's going to work, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, great. So why haven't you done this? Right. So it's like, we can convince ourselves of whatever the hell delusion we want to believe in, but it's false. And the problem is that when we lie to ourselves, which is something that we, now that we do a lot more of this in our body work, like we've realized like your mind lies to itself all the time. It's a self-preservation system. And the more tools you give it from this whole like mindset genre world that got, you know, Guy and I got really good at NLP and reframing things and, you know, recontextualizing things and seeing things and the pattern and understanding and all this stuff. And all of that was great to calm down the mind, but it did nothing 
for what was happening inside, like nothing. And the more you start lying to the system and you're like, I feel great. I'm okay. Like everything's good. And then the system's like, no, I'm fucking freaking out. And this is the end of the world. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. It actually creates more resistance. And what I started to play with is, you know, if I, if one of my kids is having some sort of response, right? Like they're angry, they're frustrated. And my parenting comes from, Hey, there's no reason for you to be upset right now, which every parent has done, right? Like any parent that has kids that speak, like we've all done it. Why are you upset? This is irrational. Like it's, you know, the lollipop fell on the floor. It's not that big a deal. Right. But to that kid, that's a huge deal. And then us not allowing them to have that experience is on us. Because that experience is illogical and makes us feel like, you know, there's other people around and why are you yelling? You shouldn't be yelling. This is stupid. Can you please calm down? So I stop being nervous about you yelling in front of other people. <laughs> like, right, this is all happening inside. And you can say all the right things, but that little child is going to have their experience. Yeah. And the more you are in an argument with them being upset, it actually heightens that experience. Yeah. Because they feel like, they're not getting to have the experience, so they're going to have it no matter what. And I think that's kind of what happens internally a lot for people because they've been so well-trained in the mindset space that they're just bypassing all of these incredible opportunities to do some like tremendously deep healing practices. Yeah, I got another cliche, right? Like fake it till you make it. Yeah. But that's like saying like lie to yourself until you make it. Now, Whatever you believe about cliches, because I used to think that stuff was legit. But like what cliches or yeah, like fake it till you make it. It's like okay, oh, well, okay. if you just uh, keep 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 acting like you're confident, like you will be confident. And I was one of these people that was like, okay, so I'll act like I'm confident. I could tell you that that didn't help my confidence at all. <laughs> it actually hurt my confidence, if anything, because I, I always had an expectation that I'm making headway. And maybe like on the outside, I portrayed something, but like internally, it was like a big fat lie. And I knew that it was a big fat lie. I'm like, I don't really feel confident. I'm just overriding the fact that I don't feel confident and now overcompensating by shaking hands and smiling and pretending like I'm in a good mood yeah. and like the life of the party. And we see a lot of that in social media, of like what people put out on a place. So it's like that to me, if you want to go that avenue, I mean, feel free, right? But like follow the data. If faking it till you make it worked, everybody would be making it because everyone's fucking faking it. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? like follow the data. You know, we know that there's like most of like 80, 20 percent out there. So if 97 percent of people are failing in just about every industry on planet Earth, maybe faking it till you make it doesn't work. Uh, maybe what we want to focus on is how do you create more safety in the system? Yeah. You know, that's like something we talk about a lot because if if the foundation that was set when you were a child was a, a lack of safety, which I think is what most people feel, where the lack of confidence comes from, why they don't feel love, why they don't feel good enough, why we don't feel connection, why we don't feel healthy. Like, it's just safety. If I start with, I'm safe. Like I walk into a As room. As your baseline. Yeah. If I walk into a room, there's a hundred people in there and I want to be confident. The first thing I got to feel when I walk into that room is safe. Now, if I put, importance on my safety, excess potential, <laughs> right? So, and, and be, this is so interesting because it's like the more you desire of anything, the more energy you're putting out there, the more energy that has to combat you in order to try to create neutrality. So we, we really live in this extraordinarily paradoxical type of field where the only way to kind of get what you want is to surrender. You can hold the desire in your space, but the moment you get attached or add importance to it, it's like, boom, it works right against you. So it's like, you can hold an intention, but what you got to get when you hold an intention and you surrender is that it's going to come in its own time. If you want wealth, it's probably coming, but that doesn't mean because you've aligned yourself and you've surrendered that wealth is going to be here tomorrow. If that's in alignment for you, that's how it's going to go down. But if it's an alignment for you to go through 30 years of some kind of mastery, of personal development or business or health so that at the end of 30 years, you could be like, Hey guys, I got all these awesome experiences that I can share with you now. And because of that, people give you millions of dollars. 
that was your path. And, and trust me, you're going to be so grateful that it took those 30 years because you wouldn't have been prepared for the money when it came 30 years before. And the field knows this about you. Things that you couldn't possibly know about yourself because you've spent decades being told, fake it till you make it, lie to yourself, which means you don't even know who you are. You're so out of alignment mostly with who and what you are and the things that you think that you want. The, it, that's all the ego shit that, that got placed on you. You might not even want those things yep. or really desire those things. But you look out into the world and you go, people who have those things look happy. Hmm. However, if you investigated and went and go talk to those people, you'd find out that they're not really that happy. And they're also faking until they make it, even when they have millions of dollars. They're faking until they make it with their wife. They're faking until they make it with their health. They're faking until they make it with their children. They're faking until they make it fill in the blank, right? So it's like we we get to reorganize our idea of what alignment is. We get to reorganize our idea about really what is important to our lives. And if we want to make, quote unquote, headway with anything, it's that look around. Things happen to random ass people all the time. It's not random. That's just their perfect experience. And that's what they need. So I think we get to reorganize a little bit about what that looks like for each and every one of us. Yeah. So look in that breath, guys, if, if you're listening to this, like something I would ask you is, you know, where are you at? Like there are things that you want in your life. Like how's that been going? Or do you, you know, you might be making headway, but something we really talk about a lot is like this addic- addiction to achievement. So much of the drives us is achievement, 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 achievement. And then it's like we, when we do achieve, like what we, what you really want, I think what you really desire is to feel a certain way. I think one of those things is safety connection and well-being. And if you've achieved quite a bit in your life, and I imagine if you're listening to us, you probably have achieved in different ways in your life. And even if you're one of these people who's like, no, I haven't, I call bullshit. Everyone's achieved something, right? Um, if you've done a thing, but yet that feeling of safety or just like just the permission to be, be who you are, be what you are, you feel no closer to that. Then I want to kind of throw a wrench into this formula of achievement will get you there. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. And if, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with achievement or being capitalistic or anything like that. However, there's a big difference between earning millions of dollars in safety and earning millions of dollars in fear and scarcity. The fear and scarcity doesn't subside when the millions of dollars comes. It heightens. And then you have to go get millions more and work even harder and put out more excess potential, have more things go wrong in your life on your way to try to go get that thing. And it makes it very, very hard. Versus earning that stuff when you've already developed a feeling of safety, connection, and well-being, and then the money comes, and you feel fully worthy of that money to the point where maybe at some point you go, "That's enough. I don't need any. I don't need any more. I'm good." Maybe you start doing something philanthropic or whatever, right? Like life will get you and show you the doorways to get there. So my invitation really is to like, maybe today, maybe tomorrow, maybe this evening, like sit down and ask yourself, "What have I been vying for? What am I trying to get after?" Has that really been important? You got to be really honest with yourself about that. Like, what's your level of importance? Is it a eight, a nine, a 10? What I would offer you is not to take my word for it, like anything else, inquire for yourself so that you can reorganize and create wisdom in your own system. It's what would happen if you lower the importance of that. And if you're like, it's at a nine, that, that would be hard for me to lower. Dude, cool. Make it an eight. Make it a seven. Don't, don't even go down to a two or a one or a zero. Don't fully surrender. Just lower the amount of energy that you're outputting that could create the potentiality of neutralizing energy coming and for you to have circumstances to deal with in your life that are very difficult that seem like boundaries to get there. Because again, as we surrender, there's just naturally less of those circumstances. As you do this, like Elon kind of alluded to, you may notice that there's new parts from your system come up. And like Elon said, you might see some newness or it might even feel new. It probably feels new before it looks new. Things will feel new because you're being reinformed by a different frequency, a different reality. And this is kind of like a crucial thing because that is what sets you off on a different timeline that could potentially get you to where you want to get to with a lot less resistance, a lot more joy and a lot less hard work and a lot less of fake it till you make it or mind over matter, which even the, like, as I say, I'm like, it feels so full of effort to do those things. Yeah. You gotta manage the shit out of yourself. And, and I think part of doing this practice and allowing for the feelings to be there as they are without trying to move them is part of creating a world where we have a lot less resistance, a lot more effort, 
uh, and a lot more ease with what's happening and really just being like, you know what, whatever is happening, that's what's happening now. And nothing in my life has ever been permanent, not fear, not anger, not joy, you know, like nothing. So it's like aligning to the temporary status and starting to operate more in the temporal in general, I find to be a much more joyous experience. So one of the things that I think scares people is, you know, people throw out the word vulnerability all the time. Sure. And this whole fake it till you make it thing, it's basically what you're saying is I'm not good enough, right? Like this is kind of like the, the thing behind it. Like what I made up is not good enough. So I want to be like that person. So I'm going to take that mask, my perception of what that mask looks like, and you throw that on and then you walk through life. And, um, I know that certain people, um, one of our good friends wrote a book around it, you know, like taking on an alter ego and people just kind of like put this on and all that stuff. And it's never, I know like athletes do it and, and movie stars and rock stars and all that stuff. It's never really aligned for me because when we started doing this work and I've just found more levels and more levels and more levels of who I am, I'm more curious in taking off the mask and taking off the mask and taking off the mask and living as much as possible from the truest essence of myself. Cause I know when I live from that place, it doesn't feel like effort. It doesn't feel like this thing that like, when I wear this jacket, I'm this person or I put on these glasses, I'm that person. And I get that to the human mind. That's like a really creative, cool way to do things. It just never really landed for me. Cause I'm like, I'm not interested in pretending to be something that I'm not sure. Um, and in the same vein, I think the reason that is a much more palatable thing is because people don't know who they are. And it's so scary for people because like most people have been wearing that mask for so long that you almost feel like if you took it off, you'd be this like leper, you know, you'd be missing an ear and your nose would be off and people would run away because your face smells bad or whatever the hell it is. Right. Um and I think there's this path that either you choose to go on or, you know, the world kind of like taps you in that way where you get to face your own shadows and, and you get to, you have to take that mask off and look inside. I think the beauty is that, especially the work that we do, when you have a safe environment to kind of play and take it off, you know, even for a second and like, show yourself and realize that people aren't running away. In fact, they're more connected and want to like, there's more intimacy and more connection and more love present and you get better results and all that kind of stuff. It, it that's the stuff that starts to rewire you internally. And then as you're rewiring that stuff, it gives you access to live in that world more and more and more and shed more of those layers and like keep doing that investigation. Uh, but vulnerability is, could be very, very scary for people to, to step into that world. I agree. Especially when, especially vulnerability unpracticed. Yeah. It feels extremely unsafe until you do. And you realize it's like the key to everything. Um, one more like thing I want to add in here. Yeah. I, I've been finding the uh, science of memory fascinating. The what? <laughs> the science of memory. Okay. Fascinating. Like, you know, they don't, they don't really know what memories are, how they work. We used to think that it was like a centralized location in the brain. So they were trying to figure out like, where does the brain store memories? Now it's like, the common belief is that it's like fragmented throughout the system and it like comes together into a piece. And there's this cool show on uh, Netflix called Unexplained. They're like 20 minute mini documentaries on things. I think it's called Explained, not Unexplained. Uh, you're right. Explained. No, yes. Thanks. Explained. And I think it was that show they were talking about how there is a, a decrease in memory recall by 50% year over year. Well, we don't need to recall any memory anymore because we all have these phones connected to us. <laughs> that, that's true too. But like, you know, I, I want to kind of point this more like traumatic events and like things that happened to you when you were children or like things you didn't agree with or, you know, something mom and dad did or uh, abuse of some kind that by the next year, you remember it about half as well. And the year after that, you remember it half as well again. And the year after that, half as well again. So it's like I'm 36 years old. If something happened to me when I was three, that's 33 times over that I would remember it half as well for 33 years. I don't know what the math is on that, but that means like that memory is fakakta. Like uh, I, I'm, at this point, it's all made up. It's all made up. 
The only thing I have is some kind of response in my fascia that's a sensory experience that I choose to recall the event in some negative way or like my the way the, the system is operating is choosing to respond to it in some negative way. So first of all, I want to just say that is like how far off we are from what we remember. Now, if that's the case, I'm not saying I'm not degrading anybody like, hey, you're in trauma, you're in trauma. Like I get it. The fascia, the body responds. It's very visceral. It's very, very real. We can create a reality like this. But like part of what I'm bringing this in is I want to bring some science to the esoteric, which is like, hey, you don't really remember anything that happened to you. Not really. Not, not really, really. Right. You're, you're like creating fantasy. So there could be an opportunity even in, in that insight, like, uh-huh, that, okay, if I choose that then, that I don't actually remember that the only thing that's keeping me in the trauma is some kind of energetic or construct that I've looped, right, over and over again in. Now, I want out of that loop. So the first thing is taking responsibility for the fact that you're creating that energy. And again, with this conversation, like, okay, you're putting importance on that. What if I release some of that? What if I unattach to a bit? Like, what does that look like? And starting to play in different frequencies. And you might find that, hey, look, you want to be attached to your trauma and you want to make that part of your identity story? Go ahead. But if it's something that you don't like, at least run an experiment and play for like a week. You know, like I'm going to release that. I don't need to know exactly how, but let me decrease the importance of that. I've been chasing that for a long, long time, or I've been avoiding this over here. I see how that's pulling it into my experience. I'm just going to like not focus on it. It doesn't mean avoid it. It means more like not paying attention to it. Okay. Like I'm just not going to pay attention to it for a bit and see what happens. And notice if that modulates your experience a bit. Yeah. Because the moment, the moment you get a crack in, in the door or a crack in the wall, the wall and the door tends to like the wall will fall down and the door will, will open wider and wider and wider. Right. But like all that re really is required is like a small sense of doubt in a reality that you think is so sure. And for most people that they've, they've aligned to being righteous as a false sense of safety. Meaning if I'm right about it, then I, I have safety being right about things does not create safety <laughs> does not. Yeah. So if you can get rid of, not get rid of, but like let go of being right, actually put some doubt in, which you think that having doubt in is creating lack of safety. No, it isn't. It is what creates the, the, the foundation. It creates the new fertile soil for which new things can grow from to reinform the system that could potentially take you out of the trauma in ways that are so unexpected to you that most people never even play in that field. So that's kind of what I want to leave people with is like, Create some self-doubt, hmm. you know, like re let your system reinform itself based on setting a new stage for a new reality to rise in. And then, you know, a lot of people chimed in on what that looks like. Exactly. Look for everyone's going to be different. I think, I think reality shifts come as a felt sense. So I think just like things just feel different. I don't know why that's enough because trust me, if you feel different, reality is going to start unfolding differently. Absolutely. For you. It's just, it just bottom line. You feel good about your body. Your body's going to, do things for you that it has never done for you that it can't do for you when you're making it wrong or when you're making it so important for your body to be a specific way that your body can't be the way that it needs to be right now. Yeah. Or, or and you know, you can kind of adapt that however you want. So that's kind of what I wanted to uh, close off with. Yeah. Beautiful. So we'll, I think we'll put a pin in it there. If you guys have any follow-up questions, please don't hesitate to ask. Um, you can also email us directly at Elon at satoriprime.com. Just want to invite you guys. Um, I know that we give a gift to everyone that leaves us uh, an honest review. So if you're so called, head to iTunes and you can leave it. It makes a huge difference for us in uh, getting this show out there to, to people. So if you want to share this show with friends and family, please do that as well. Uh, and then I'll just leave you with this if because uh, I know a few of you guys already took action on this. If you want to set up a time to chat with me, and actually do like a deep dive session. These are sessions that normally we would charge, you know, upwards of 1500 bucks to, to do. If you go to satoriprime.com forward slash talk, uh, we offer that the first one you could do, it's just 99 bucks. You can even use that as credit if you end up using it towards anything, one of our academies or programs or anything like that. So it's just basically like a, a deposit, if you will. People have just had incredible life altering I can't tell you, I get like messages multiple times a day from people who I've had a session with a week ago who are like, oh my God, all of this stuff has shifted since we spoke. 
uh, the work we do isn't about understanding, right? It's about energetics and releasing certain things. And when you release these things, life just shows up differently. So if you want to have the experience of what this could be like in your life, um, more than just like, oh, that sounds really cool. Head over to storyprime.com forward slash talk and uh, book book a session. Would love to drop in with you and show you what this is all about. Yeah. With that, have an amazing day. I just want to say, like, I think that's a really last little piece here. Sorry, you know, we're having a last yeah. that we got to go. But um, it's like we're really about moving energy. And I don't mean like me and Elon are about moving energy. Like humans, like the design of physical reality is like physical things moving energy. And when it stagnates, again, that, that creates uh, something in the field about like, it's like a traffic jam, right? So when you, when you move that and that, that move, it can become, the energy can become kinetic again. That's why people see such big shifts after a single session. It's like, cause energy that's been stuck for decades just moves. And then all this new stuff happens because it can, it just can reorganize around the person. Which you can't, you can't do with typical mindset work. Like you getting more understanding about why you do and, and don't do things that you do. You've tried and it makes very little difference. That's why like if you get on a seminar, you know, work with a coach and that's the direction they're going. Yeah, you're going to walk away with some really like, cool, I understand more. Very, very different when we have these sessions. So if you're interested, sure. definitely satoriprime.com forward slash talk and would love that opportunity to uh, share this work with you. And Brilliant. until then, have an amazing day, everybody. Love you guys. Hey, hey, before you go, I just wanted to remind you to go lock in your $9 per month for life offer to join our collective. I promise if you like this podcast, you will absolutely love what we're sharing inside of the collective. Again, just head to satoriprime.com forward slash collective and you can lock that price in. These are the same tools that we share with our personal one-on-one clients and those guys pay us tens of thousands of dollars to work with us. You can have them for just $9 a month. Again, satoriprime.com forward slash the collective. And as always, we'd love to hear your honest reviews of our show. So if you head to iTunes and leave us a review right now, you could actually be next week's lucky winner. And lastly, if you do want to connect with Guy and I, head to Facebook right now, join our personal development without the fluff private group, ask for permission. There's a ton of amazing exclusive content there as well. And you get to communicate and interact with Guy and I on an ongoing basis. So as always, thank you for your trust, your loyalty, and your listening. We do not take it for granted. We really, really appreciate it. We love you and we'll see you next time.